0: And we're back with another edition of the Orlando Solar Bears podcast. Uh, Yours truly, Jesse Liebman here alongside Solar Bears defenseman Cody Donahue and Alexander Kukali. Guys, thanks for joining us. Uh, Good to have you back on the podcast once again. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Well, we got a lot to get to. uh, Stuff going on in the world of the Solar Bears, hockey world at large, uh, and some other stuff as well. So let's get right to it. Uh, First of all, uh, let's break down last week. Uh, Kind of an interesting road trip for the Solar Bears. Uh, A lot of miles. A lot of travel, a lot of hours on the bus. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, Orlando unable to come away with, with any wins last week, heading up to, what was it, Florida first, then heading all the way up to Atlanta, then yeah. back to Jacksonville back and back home. But I guess we saved the best for last. Uh, a big uh, a big win over the Norfolk Admirals on Sunday afternoon and uh, probably couldn't have come at a better time for the team.
1: Yeah, not the uh, start we wanted to. And unfortunately, uh Lost a couple bodies along the way from either call-ups or uh, just the nature of the game. But um, thankfully, we were able to salvage at least two points uh, on Sunday. So Man, that was good.
2: I don't remember the schedule being this bad last year. No. we were. Man, we're that was a tough weekend this past weekend.
1: We've done it a couple times. It's, uh, normally, the South, uh, the good thing about it is you're usually going – if you're like, you know, the Florida teams are going up north, and you kind of play like Atlanta, Soco, maybe Greenville. But this year it seems like we're going like zigzag. Like we went down to Florida, up to Atlanta, back down to Jacks We were home. Sometimes we've gone to like South Carolina too. And like Jesse said, you just put a ton of miles on. The recovery is kind of tough because you're just you got about 30 minutes, and then you got to get on the bus and do it all over again. Oh. Yeah, it's brutal, man.
0: Guys driving like flies. I think I even even got sick. I had to go see the team doctor earlier this week. Shot me up with a steroid. A couple of antibiotics. I had a flare-up yesterday. I was I was <laughs> beat red. A I was beat red. Everyone's like, "Hey, are you okay?" Like. I was, I was beet red and face, chest, it was, just I gotta was get panicking. the old meds
1: in you. Just get the old medicine. Alka-Seltzer Plus. My dad swears by it. <laughs> I've
0: never, uh, I've never had a steroid injection before and the, the nurse is like, oh yeah, this, this might hurt in about 20 seconds. You might feel a, a like a tingling sensation and 20 seconds go by and it felt like someone just put a, a red hot poker to my shoulder. Yeah. I felt I was going to pass out. Oh that's That's
2: wild.
1: At least you didn't have to do it on your rear end.
0: <laughs> well, she gave me the choice and I'm like, shoulder. Oh she Oh, she-nurse.
1: It was a she-nurse.
0: She, all right. She gave, choice. <laughs> she gave me the choice. She said, all right, would you like it down there or shoulder? I'm like, let's just shoulder, shoulder. Let's keep it that keep simple. Keep it PG. Yes, yeah. exactly.
2: <laughs> Jesse's on the roids.
0: <laughs> Love that. I'm skin and bones, so does it really look like I'm on steroids. Let's be real. Um, but, of course, a, a pretty big week for you. You hit the 200-game uh, milestone in your career, so a little little golf clap right there. Oh, thank
1: you. yeah it just uh shows my age now. Um <laughs> I'm still older than you. Nah. <laughs> just by a little bit, Jesse, not that much. I'll no, it. it's uh hopefully we're, you know, obviously wanted to win there, but um yeah, 200 games. It's uh it's been a while. Um just thinking about my career. Couldn't have done it with a lot of good trainers and a lot of good teammates taking care of me and keeping me as healthy as I can and especially down here I've always said playing in Orlando I think is one of the best spots just because of the facilities we have at RDV and and at Amway it's just uh, they really give you everything you need to stay as healthy as you can and you know I still got some juice left in the tank so hopefully I'm not done yet. there you
2: go. (laughs) enough
0: you you were able to get a couple of goals last week Uh, you got one score correction I I should add you were the last to touch the puck uh, on a goal for the Solar Bears on on Friday down in Atlanta. Did you you get that
1: after? I guess so. Retroactively yeah yeah. yeah. we took a
0: look and uh, took a look Langer. at the, at the China, replay.
1: Trying to
2: uh, grease one off a demon. I
1: didn't ask for it, but Jesse is a thorough man. He does his job well, and he, he gave us a, a text, and and I said, you know, I backhanded it, went up in the air, and then I'm pretty sure that guy like kicked it in or something like that. And yeah, it,
0: off a body, off a stick. So, <clears throat> but, but want to make sure we get it right. So, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, but you know what? I'll, I'll I'll take the win. You know, any time over any goals, but you know, it's nice to you know pot a couple. Yeah,
0: and then of course you you're in some pretty Distinct company. Uh, Sunday afternoon, you get two shorthanded goals in the second period. Uh, ties a team record yeah. you, with Ryan Reeves, no less. Yeah,
1: very rare, very rare to score that one goal. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. Two goals, and they were both shorties. Uh, but I mean, I th- I think we do have a pretty strong penalty kill. I think that's yeah. been one of our strengths since I've been okay. down here. We're pretty aggressive, and um, thankfully we have forwards who you know might not just ice it. Like I said to you the other night, um, if we have the space, we can make some plays. I th- I'm pretty sure we're leading the league. Short-handed, short-handed goals? goals 14 yeah. or
0: 15. Are now. we really?
1: Yep.
2: Wow, I didn't know that. It, it's yeah. for, it's 14. That.
0: Our record, and we set the record for for the team in its seven, eight-year history last year. We had 15 short-handed goals last year. We're wow. now one off, and we still got, what, 18, 17 games remaining? Yeah. Is that what it is? 17 or 18 games left? Something like yeah. that. Nice. I wasn't yeah. sure how many we had left. There's some. It's all starting to blend together. again
2: oh, yeah. yeah. Even even trying to remember some games, man. It's like, if like... Well, we were joking about that
1: one in, in Atlanta. I think we were we were trying to figure out how many games, and we were like twenty or something. Like that. We were like,
2: holy cow, no. we don't oh, have that man. much time left. Yeah. Here. That's man. Especially February. February is like a blur. Like all. Why we have 15 games in a month or something? Yeah. It's like
1: a one for one. Right. I think.
2: Yeah. Which is that's that's unheard of, man. That was like Fifteen our, games in a month is is nuts.
1: That was like our March last year where you just like you said it just blends together you don't even know what day it is I mean you're mm-hmm. traveling and then it's a game day except it's like in the middle of the week and what we play a three and three and then we have a six and eight coming up Yeah, it's... three and three and then like Tuesday Thursday I think something like that and yeah it's just wild so
2: yeah I think it's where yeah, three and three this weekend. Off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then we got to drive back to Atlanta for game Friday. So our off day Thursday is going to be seven hour bus trip. Get your water in, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we talked about about Kooks finding the back of the net. You yourself a uh, power play goal chipping in last week against the the Everblades, and again, unfortunately, the Solar Bears came out on the losing side of that one uh, to to Florida at the start of that road trip. But for you, uh, we, we've talked a little bit. You and I have had some conversations for for the broadcast. Coverage of the games, uh, some of the struggles you've had this year, but now it seems like the the points are finally starting to, to settle in, uh, and certainly you'll take the standings points more so than individual scoring accolades any day of the week. But uh, h- how much of a relief is it to finally start seeing the puck fill the back of the net for you?
2: Yeah, for sure. And you know, especially, uh, yeah, I have been fighting it a little bit this year. The puck hasn't been uh, has been going in for me as much as it was last year, obviously. But you know, yeah, I think that's something every player goes through, and it's something that uh, you just need to kind of keep working hard and. And working through it, you know, and just trying to trying to find other ways you can to uh, to help your team win, which is huge, obviously. But uh, but yeah, it's definitely nice to see nice to see a couple go in every now and then. And That was a rocket, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: let's well let's break that down because the one thing that I think stands out more so than anything else in this locker room especially now where we have players coming in and out and we're still the dust still hasn't even settled I think on some of the roster moves that the team has to make this week mm-hmm. uh, just to fit everyone in under the the roster limitations and cap and call ups injuries what have you there are so many different tape jobs that guys have with their sticks but you my friend have the most insane I've never seen anything quite like it. And for, for fans here, we don't have the benefit, the luxury of having these players' sticks on, on a rack uh, next to us on camera. But Donahue here has probably the most out-of-whack tape job for the shaft of his stick. Please describe it. Or, Kooks, <laughs> I mean, you've seen you've seen it as well. Maybe you can can do it
1: justice better than I can. Well, I can give it, like, a little breakdown. Like, for me, I'm just, like, a meat and potatoes guy, so I just put <laughs> some white tape on top, wrap it around, like, five times, and then a little bit of, like, purple grip tape. Um, Diddy, though, he's, he's got something interesting. He, like, wraps it, and I think you go down by two, right? Yeah, Don't every start time. Don't you start with, like, 20? Yeah,
2: well, no, I, so I used to start at 20 and then this year <laughs> I went up a little bit because I want to make it a little bit bigger. So it's like a it's like you're holding like almost like the bottom of like a tennis racket. You know what I mean? But it's that's kind of that's exactly
0: what it, it, it it's looks a little like bit a tennis thicker, racket. Yeah,
2: yeah it's kind of what it's like but yeah I start I go around 24 times 22, 20 18 16. So then every but every single time I break a stick like it's it feels the same in my hands. That's something that I'm I don't know I'm kind of I'm superstitious about my sticks but uh, but yeah so if I break one I'm coming to the bench it, it feels the exact same not like because I know that the tape job is the same on every single stick.
0: So where did that originate, though? Because I- I've seen guys, I've seen guys in the locker room. They tape their sticks a certain way, both the blade and the and the shaft, but. The the tape job that you've done on your stick, on the shaft in particular, where it, exactly like you said, it looks like a tennis racket. Mm-hmm. Where does where did that come from? Was that something that you kind of picked up from another teammate in, in
2: seasons past, or, or was that self-taught? Um, no, it was – I seen uh, – well, it wasn't exactly like that when I seen it, but it was in, in junior when I was playing in Quebec City. Uh, Adam Ernie, actually, he played. He just got traded to uh, Detroit this year. He used to do one that was kind of cool, but I think he used to start at like 10 maybe and then just go down or and only do like three of them or something instead of five. But... But, yeah, I don't know. Just kind of – I I thought it looked kind of cool. And then as, as I started using it, I don't know, I, I was just able to shoot the puck hard with it, and I liked it. So I've kept it, and then it's, and it's just – it keeps growing over the years. I mean, have you seen his
1: shot? I mean, I might start <laughs> doing it too. I don't know, Mike. No. <laughs> I got a little muffin from the point. <laughs> I'm not ripping lasers like this guy over here. I do not know he played with Ernie either. I played with him in juniors. Really? In Indiana before he went to the queue. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
2: I played with him in uh, Quebec City for well, – what? He was there the two years I was there. Or no, all – yeah, cause I th- and then he was gone at 20. He didn't play. So he was there for the two years I was, yeah. I played with him when he was 15. He was like 5'11", 210
1: pounds. I was like, who is this freaking oh, man. monster? Yeah, he, and that's,
2: he is a monster, man. <laughs> it was He used to destroy some, some guys in junior. I don't doubt it. Well, you
0: know, it... it it's definitely something I don't think I could ever replicate, but hats off to you for making it work. So, yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> I mean, other than other than Donnie, of course, who who probably in your mind has maybe the most out of whack tape job in, in the locker room that you've seen that's come through this season.
2: I know uh, Fitzy Fitzy uses kind of like a, a unique one the way he does it. I've seen other guys do it on on past teams, whatever. But so what he does is like. Uh, he starts with pro wrap which is something that you'd put like on your on, on a body part to, before you taped it mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it's kind of it's kind of squishy so he'll do that a bunch of times uh, just till i guess whenever whenever's comfortable and then he'll just put white hockey tape around the whole thing so his knob is kind of like mine's hard his is <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> but, squishy yeah, yeah no, you know I, what i, know I mean what it, saying, it's yeah. it's it's weird the way the way he does it i don't think i'd be able to use it but but he likes it so He's got a pretty hard shot, too. I mean, yeah, you can I mean refer- these guys are on something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just, just, oh, just double up the, the orders glass. of tape.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just got to increase that, that tape uh,
1: order for next year. The maybe. Budget. We'll up the budget. We'll talk to Dre. Yeah. Dre, yeah, so. yeah,
0: get the voice
2: for <laughs> tape. <laughs>
0: Other, other than that, you know, outside, we'll, we'll come back to some of the, the games this, this week upcoming for the Solar Bears, but in the NHL, some pretty big news this past weekend. Alex Ovechkin becoming just, what, seventh or eighth player in NHL history to, to crack 700 goals. And I mean, did you ever think that we'd see someone do that again in the, in our lifetime?
1: No, I mean they're talking about him breaking Gretzky's record and I saw a couple of videos of him and he was like welcoming it which is good cuz like he said yeah. it's good for the sport of hockey. I agree. No one thought that they'd even be close but I mean like you see him he just keeps producing like it's insane. how many hat tricks did he have that one week he had, like three
2: hat tricks or yeah, something like that. Yeah, be something else. I think he might do it too cuz and you can tell those Russians man they love playing hockey and they and they just got Kovalchuk now too. But I think if Ovechkin sits on that spot on the power play for the next what well, he needs like I think it's like Six years at like thirty-five a season, depending on what he gets this season or something like that. Well, Gretzky, Gretzky's career
0: numbers for regular season eight ninety-four. That's the record yeah, yeah. that he's got to get to. So he scored seven hundred one last night. Uh, so he's got We're what now a hundred,
1: hundred and ninety-three to, to tie.
2: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm,
1: I don't know. Like Johnny said, <laughs> no. But I mean, like, that's a guy that you, you know, when as he progresses, you might not need him playing than minutes that he is now. You could just sit him on the power play. Yeah,
2: exactly. I mean, at the top
1: of the circle. Who's going to stop it? I mean, yeah. like guys don't even get in the way to block it anymore because they just want the goalie to see it and, he's, and he still snipes them. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. It's nuts.
0: Well, I, I, this is the thing and maybe you guys can explain it better than, than I can because I've never played at a high level. My my presence in the sport is restricted to up on the press box describing
1: what the heck you guys are
0: doing. So, I don't know.
1: We've seen you skate. you got something to go. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll, I'll
0: give you that. But with respect to, to Ovechkin, players like him, the guy is known for just the one-timers at the top of the left circle. How the heck is it that 10-plus years into his career, no one's been able to stop him?
1: Uh, I mean, it, it's hard because that team has so many weapons and Hockey's not a sport where you can really, like, key in on one guy because if you just have someone sit on him, well, then... It opens up
0: everyone else. Now it's a four-on-three,
1: right, and their power play are ridiculous players, anyway. Like, you got Backstrom and all those other guys. Backstrom, up.
2: Carlson... And now Kovalchuk, who's nets off, TJ Oshie in front, Ovechkin right. on the one-time So it's like, like
1: if you're not hitting Ovi, you got Oshie in the front, like... Because that's so, like like She's you said, all those, goal are, line, yeah, yeah, right. It's crazy. like what do you? It's like what do you want? Like pick your poison. Basically, you just got to hope that either they miss their shots or you just don't even let them get up in the zone. But it's so hard because it's not like any other sport where you can really kind of focus on one guy. Because like you said, it'll just open up everything else, and then. You're kind of leaving your goalie out to try. so maybe course, give him the shot.
0: The other big news, I think, that kind of overshadowed Ovechkin hitting 700 this weekend. David Ayers, the emergency backup <laughs> goaltender for the uh, for the Toronto Marlies, or uh, he's the Zamboni driver at the Marlies practice facility, yeah. and he he uh, does sp- sometimes spot practice duty for for the AHL team. But he's thrusted into uh, emergency backup role with the Toronto with the Carolina Hurricanes. They were in Toronto to play the Maple Leafs. And he ends up becoming the first emergency backup goalie to actually get credited with a win. Right.
2: Yeah, man, that was. Well, they ended up beating him six three or something. Uh, right? Yeah, it
1: was six three.
2: And how long? So how long did he actually play? He came in for the third. He came in for the mid, no, it midway was like, through the
0: second period. So yeah, he played like the majority
2: early. of the game. Man, that's nuts. Both both yeah.
0: goalies for Carolina got hurt. It was James Reimer, I think, to start, and then pre- Peter Mrazek came out to, to yeah, challenge a puck murdered. and got yeah. really just massacred. He tried yeah. to
1: like play the puck, but it was like at the top of the circle. It was like pretty far, and he just got bowled over. It was like you know what do. You think and then, yeah. you know, they, like, well, it was funny because they were talking about how do you say his name? Ayers Ayers, yeah, Ayers Ayers, like getting on, and like he got scored on by Tavares or whatever. And, and, and then, Nylander, I think, yeah, yeah and then, well, one of the D came over to him and it was just like, hey, man, like we don't care if you give up 10 goals, like just have fun. And then he was like, he said he just got calm after that, and then he actually made up some six, yeah, saves like six or you know, eight saves the rest of the way, and like, right in the slot, too. And nuts, like,
0: oh, man. Great.
2: yeah,
0: and we had Scott Foster come in for the for the Chicago Blackhawks a couple of years back, I think that was. Last season didn't get credit with the win, but he made all seven saves that he had to. And the funny thing is, I've I've seen in the, the days that have followed David Ayers, he's made he's been embraced by the Carolina Hurricanes organization. Yeah, they did like David Ayers Day. They flew him down. I think uh, last night he they have like a, a loud like. Uh, Horn or something that they have Bullen celebrities kind of ring, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ring for pregame, so they mm-hmm. had him involved in that. They started selling t-shirts of his jersey I number like shirts, crazy. Yeah. i seen that
2: too. Yeah. He's, a, he's
0: a kidney transplant survivor, so they're, they're sending Jeez, some of the proceeds man. from the, the t-shirts to that. Awesome story all around, but I think some people were also kind of trying to bring the moment down. I think uh, Brian Burke was making some waves. i, see, yeah, uh, I uh, seen saying, the other
2: side of it too. Uh, really? yeah, well, hey, say, if yeah. you're
0: the Leafs, you get embarrassed by an emergency backup goaltender. I like the idea. I like like the concept, how often do you see that in any other sport, where essentially just a regular civilian is able to come in off the street and get involved in a major league game? I mean, you you guys are hockey guys, so you tell me. Like, uh, what, what do you feel about it? I that mean, there's two great.
2: sides to it, but yeah, I mean. I think it's pretty cool that he can kind of come in and, and actually play a game. I mean, how it, it is pretty rare that you see two goalies go down. I mean, but what we've seen in two years in a row now where an emergency backup has, has came in a bit of a big deal. But I don't, I don't know how I feel about it, man. Like, I've seen some guys saying, like, like if the Dallas Cowboys got a couple of quarterbacks hurt or whatever, are they just going to walk down the road and see you can throw a football yeah, really fair? Right. Like
1: like I saw it. It was like the comparison of, yeah. like, NHL to an NFL game. Like, what would that be? You know? And,
2: yeah, which is wild to think about because it's kind of true you know like I mean but,
1: yeah like two pretty important like positions like a quarterback and a goalie I mean it's like you're kind of la- yeah. your first line of offense and your last line of defense Yeah. but I think it's great I mean I think uh, one of the I think uh, Matthews was talking about like when the goalie in that situation gets put in your first thought is to just shoot Yeah. so you might like actually be gripping the stick probably a little bit more because you're thinking like oh I can just score but or you're just rushing plays instead of like just playing the way you would on anyone else so I mean it's a mental thing but I, I think it's a great story all around like that just doesn't happen that often for him to get that win and have the cele- you know a celebration he has, like, good on him. It doesn't yeah. happen
0: too often in the NHL, but it, it happens quite frequently in the ECHL. A couple of years ago, the solar Bears, even this was before my time, but our assistant equipment manager that was working under Adam Dexter, I think, during the second season, had to come in in relief during the third period. I guess a goalie had been called up, so they had him on the bench as the emergency backup. And from what Dex told me, so the kid comes in after whoever the starting goalie was started cramping up or whatever. Kid comes in with about ten minutes remaining in the third period, makes all the saves that he has to. They hang on, they get the win. Uh, it gets credit; the win gets credited to the other the other goalie. Uh, but everyone's celebrating; they're fired up. I think the kid's name was uh, Micah. They're all celebrating for Micah in the locker room afterwards. And Dex goes, "All right, you done celebrating? All right, we've got work to do. Like, here, here we gotta we gotta get these jerseys, you know, back to
2: R D V and get them washed and yeah, get yeah, your gear good. off."
1: Let's go. Bring him back down. No, no. I mean, I've had a couple emergency goaltenders. Not none of them played, but they're like, you get some funny characters. That's all I'll say. So I mean, like you get some like men's leagueer guys. Like we, when I was in Florida, we had like a 45 year old guy like come in, and it's just funny, you know, because it's like at that point you're just having fun, and you actually end up playing better and. Sometimes Keeps guys loose. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes yeah, it works sure. out, sometimes it doesn't. But it, like, it's just a. Those are like the memories and the funny things that you'll take with you when you're done playing. Like you don't remember every game, all the good, all the bad. But like, yeah. it's like funny things like that that you can carry on. Yeah.
2: Well, you That's
0: guys so seem so to be cool. humming in practice this morning with uh with Mikey in net. So for oh, man, for the viewers at home, uh, Solar Bears have uh, <laughs> going through a bit of a goaltending flux right now. So athletic trainer Mike DeGatano, who has played uh, some some puck back in his day, uh, don the pad. And one in net. Uh, Clint Windsor, obviously, in goal for the Solar Bears at the opposite end of the ice. But you need two goalies for practice uh, when you're going through line rushes. So how'd Mikey hold up? What's the uh, what's the assessment M- M- there? Mikey was actually pretty yeah, he good.
1: He did pretty good. He's pretty, He's like square, you know. Like yeah. you, you never know. Like, and he's not the type of guy that i think would dog it either so like i think he was definitely trying to put on a good show yeah but, for I mean, sure i definitely wasn't shooting high i know someone else might have been I oh yeah about- <laughs> I, was, I was
2: chirping mikey all morning telling him i was coming at him high and hard, the high whole and day hard. he was he
1: was ripping him but nothing nothing <laughs> bad it was just like upper chest you know but i thought he yeah. did pretty well considering uh, we had a pretty hard practice so we did have a hard practice today man yeah. that was a that was a battle but i mean that's that's normally the mo like Couple days, you know, obviously we have our games and everything, but we at least get one of those a week. And I think it just keeps us honest and I agree. Yeah, tries to get us to play the way you know we should. And we have success when we do so. But you need one of those every once in a while, it can't all be you know, sunshine and rainbows. You got to put the work in, <laughs> yeah, man.
2: I, I, I fully agree with that for sure.
0: Well, the work's definitely going to be put in this weekend. Uh, Solar Bears, uh, with another busy set of games, head out tomorrow afternoon for Duluth, Georgia, taking on the Atlanta Gladiators Friday. And then it's a, a quick turnaround taking on the defending Kelly Cup champs, the Newfoundland Growlers, on Saturday. Uh, Your hometown team, so... I guess a hometown team would be appropriate. St. John's, if yeah, mind, sure. Where you're from, so yep. uh, you've never played for the Growlers, of course. But last year, you had a chance to go up there, and you were. I think they had you do the
2: ceremonial puck drop for one of the games, being the yeah, hometown kid. Yeah, so. they did. Yeah, no, that yes. was that was that was <laughs> unreal going there. That was. Uh, so this last year was my seventh season, like away uh, away from home. So it was my first time being able to go home and play in front of you know a, a big number of family and friends, uh, and, and we played three games there too, which is real nice. But yeah, obviously, you know it, it, that was the first thing I checked when when this year's schedule came out if if, if we were gonna go back to Newfoundland. But it's also nice to see them uh, them come to us because I still have a couple a couple of real good buddies on that team, and you know they're they're pretty excited to get out of the snow for a bit with uh, with the storm that we had down there. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's gonna be fun to play against them on Saturday night, and uh, then if I'm not mistaken, Sunday uh, against Florida. So pretty
0: busy busy weekend for, mm-hmm. for the Solar Bears. Um, Saturday, of course, though, particular attention. We've kind of ignored the elephant in the room here. These absolutely fire jerseys mm-hmm. that you guys are wearing <laughs> right now for yeah, Hockey hey, Fights man. Cancer Night. So, These things are uh, sick. Mm-hmm. I, I think you two are the first to actually model them uh, of, our, of our players. I think a few guys have seen them kind of poking out of the box but right what, what are what are your guys thoughts I, I think they look pretty sharp i think the, the hot pink electric pink whatever you want to call it i, I think it definitely pops
1: yeah we uh, we both love them that was pretty <laughs> pumped when i saw it i, Me too, I, I yeah. just like i like the color scheme and like we're like don donnie said just like the kind of black and white logo i think it's a lot cooler and normally like the the Kansas jerseys are like just maybe like pink and white I, yeah it's nice to see it mixed in with the black i think it just kind of brings everything out like you said the pink more but i love them I yeah and sweet. especially
2: with the uh, with the black helmets and gloves and stuff too. I think it's I think it's gonna look real good. Yeah, I think everyone's gonna be pretty pumped.
0: Well, for for you, Alex, I know it's kind of a, a personal uh, personal story, but your mother diagnosed with cancer over over the summer. It's been certainly a shock for you. Uh, I guess when when you found out, but uh, you know you you've spoken to to the media before uh, about this and about this journey that that you and your family have been on. Um, your mom's gonna be down here Saturday. I mean, what what are gonna be some of those emotions that you're gonna be going through? No,
1: it's gonna be pretty cool. I'm, I'm happy that she's going to be able to come down and experience it and obviously the, the Solar Bears have been so warm and welcoming and, and helpful in any aspect that I've ever needed and my mom loves watching the games like she's got the package this and obviously like whether she's doing treatment or anything she's always got the laptop out so it'll be cool. It's always more fun when she's able to come and watch the games in person and she mm-hmm. loves Amway and it's always rocking and we're on a four game home streak right now so we just want to keep that rolling but it'll be really cool and I love playing in front of my family anyone like my brother's come down a couple times but especially for this weekend for my mom I think it'll just kind of bring everything together together, and it'll be a really nice time so, uh, I guess uh, that would probably be as good a time as any to, to wrap things
0: up. I mean, looking forward to uh, it's going to be a busy, busy weekend to three very competitive teams. I mean, Atlanta's still in the playoff hunt. Newfoundland, mm-hmm. they're, they're right in the thick of things. I mean, I think they went on a, what, 19 game home winning streak that sets an ECHL record. It recently Jeez, came to no. an end. Did, oh, yeah. my God. It's
2: Newfoundland, man. Don't they, they'll <laughs> get, get, get you. They're <laughs> probably they're probably
0: an early favorite. I, I would say, you know, defending defending champs, probably an early favorite to to maybe threaten to repeat uh, <clears throat> first back to back since uh, Allen did in 2016 and uh, 2015, the year before. Um, and then Florida on on Sunday. They've been coming along. They're c- creeping up on South Carolina for that division. Lead. Yeah, they're they, close to them now, hey? They're no. they're pretty close. I mean, right now, I think Orlando needs about 30 points to officially clinch a, a playoff spot as of today. But I mean, that number will drop as teams like Atlanta, Greenville, Jacksonville lose games. But it's gonna be it's gonna be tough down the stretch. I mean, what are, what are your guys' thoughts? It seems right now. I mean, knock on. Knock on wood. Things looking good so far.
2: But. Yeah, for sure. And that and that's something that uh, you know we do. We do have guys who it's who it's their first year pro and type thing. And especially we're bringing in guys now who are just finishing school. But you know you hear it. A lot, you hear it around the locker room. Guys saying back in you know even in October, November, like it's easier to battle for these points now than it is. It, it come like you need to win these games to make playoffs. You know what I mean. But um, you know I, I think we're I think we're doing okay. Uh, I think we're gonna. We're gonna start heating up at the at the end of the season, kind of coming right into playoffs. Just kind of coming right into our own once we once we get some guys back healthy, get some guys sent back down. I think that's gonna be key.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think we're we're kind of in the, the thick of things right now, but mm-hmm. I think. The biggest thing, which I think we do a good job of, is just taking it a day at a time. It's like, you know, today we wanted to have a good practice. I thought we had good energy, yeah. good upbeat. Like, just take it into tomorrow. We have a practice and then travel and then just game. So, day by day, you can't, you know, obviously we joke around like a six and eight. You know, obviously the schedule's a little goofy, but like, we can't do anything about it now. We just mm-hmm. have to take care yeah. of ourselves you know take care of our bodies do everything we can and just go game by game because if you start looking too far ahead and trying to do the mathematics like those are things out of your control right all you can do is just take care of yourself do everything you can for the team and hopefully the boys just come together like we did last year we got on a pretty hot streak so we just want to repeat that for sure uh,
0: you know it's it's cliche to say but these cliches exist because they're mostly true once you get into the dance Anything happens. Oh uh,
2: yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. You know, and especially even like last year, you see it in the NHL. You know what I mean? Uh, St. Louis being they were in last place, right? In they day, were last place in January thirty mid- first or yeah. something like that. They were last place. Like I don't know if that's the right date, but but man, you know, it's 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 something. If all you got to do is get there, and then you know, and it, really anything can happen. I, I agree with that. Just like Columbus taking out Tampa Bay, you know, yeah, all that, and crazy. especially with me playing
1: uh, collegiate hockey, like once we made it into the tournament like we beat the number one seed we were the first team to ever do that at RIT and go Tigers exactly (laughs) well I mean that's it's like a 16 beating a number one you know where you have guys signing NHL deals after and our guys aren't even signing anywhere you know but it's like like you just got to get in and then anything can happen so we just got to get there and just take it two points at a time
0: well we've got just about over a month and a half or just under a month and a half before the regular season comes to a close but uh, for Cody Donahue for Alexander Kukali this is Jesse Lehman. This has been the latest ed- edition of the Orlando Solar Bears podcast. Solar Bears on home ice Saturday night for Hockey Fights Cancer Night presented by Zymo Print. Also, the inaugural Orlando Solar Bears Food Festival out on Church Street a couple hours before that game. There you go. Should be fun. Uh, and then Sunday afternoon, taking on the Florida Everblades, uh, Good slate of home games coming up, uh, and certainly uh, make sure if you don't have your tickets for these games, visit the Orlando Solar Bears website, OrlandoSolarBearsHockey.com, we Center Box Office, or Ticketmaster.com. Uh, it's going to be a pretty big race to the finish, but hopefully uh, you guys are going to be in the hunt with us uh, and the fans as well, so we thank you for tuning in. Until next time, this has been the Orlando Solar Bears podcast.